All right. Welcome everyone to the KPI options town hall. Um, let's hear what the task for here has been preparing for the community. Yeah, so I'll just um, kickstart, give a little bit of context, and then I'll hand over to Evan to really get us through it. Once again, um, since we're doing it in this format, would request everyone to check the using KPI options 10 a.m. channel that's just above the stage. And if you see the pins, or if you check back by about 15 minutes, you'll see a message from Backfire. It's also pinned, as I mentioned. Um, that has a link, bit.ly link, that will bring you to the presentation that we're going to be having. So it is bit.ly slash Chidao KPI options, right? In case you're just listening in, you don't have this card open, but you want to check the slides, please do. There you go. Nacho, Nacho, awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, he has just responded to that message. Click the link, and we'll be ready to go. So you should all be looking at the first screen, which says Cheetah KPI Options Proposal, September 18th, 2021. We're on schedule. Great. Um, so very quickly, and to just add a bit of context, this was born out of a really awesome conversation that some of these beautiful, lovely superwomen that you see in the audience um, raised up a couple months back when they came over to the Partnerships and Collab channel. Thing was on invitation by Poopster and a couple of folks. So, um, yeah, they engaged with us. Uh, a, a bunch of us chimps were chatting with them for quite a while around, you know, how these would work, what they are, you know, like what the heck uh, do we do with them, right? What's what's the purpose of them? And uh, it became quite apparent that um, what we're looking for at this stage is really uh, user growth, especially around core aspects of our protocol, which is vault usage, right? And borrowing my from our vaults. Um, that's essential for a number of reasons, which I'll allow the rest of the deck to get into in some more detail. But um, yeah, what was born out of that uh, relationships then sort of uh, became a working draft that captured a lot of that awesome conversations. Um, and we had a really great uh, set of uh, cross-community conversations as well. We had the AMA that most of you may remember, um, that, that where we had Chandler, couple of the key folks over at the UMA team itself uh, come on and help us understand how KPI options work. And uh, Evan will do a quick uh, brief introduction to how they are when we get to the next slide. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, uh, what we're looking at, what, what basically we're looking at here today is what was born out of that, um, right? This little task force that formed around our dual analytics, analytics dashboard that Evan cooked up, um, this awesome deck that Backfire really brought together. Um, and yeah, the know-how and the inputs from a lot of chimps um, that are on here right now and um, that have contributed over the last month or so. So we'd love to take you to this proposal. And with that, I'll hand over to Evan to kick us off on the second slide where it says KPI options on the top left. Over to you, Evan. Thanks, Raithers. All right. So looking at slide two, um, with that says KPI options, which is a way to leverage our treasury to impact protocol growth via options redeemable for my. Uh, essentially what the KPI options is, is some sort of incentive that we can use to basically incentivize a, a different kind of financial metric, a KPI metric. Um, and, you know, by incentivizing that metric, we can essentially try to grow it in the direction that we want to grow. And in this case, it would be incentivizing more my coming from the vault collaterals as opposed to the anchor and creating a stronger peg from the vault collaterals because 
Uh, currently, we have way too much of an over-reliance on Inker right now. So that's what, So our KPI options uh, plans to target the my minted from the collaterals as our KPI metric. But this can uh, change over time. It's very... Um, yeah, it can change over time. We can even switch metrics, add metrics. There's a lot of flexibility with uh, what we can do with uh, what metrics we decide to target. So the way that it works, um, I wanted to give a little example of how the payout works. So it doesn't really necessarily matter um, on the left hand, the amount of my borrowed per se. Um, that number is going to change, obviously, once we go through, you know, in the future, once we get the chi votes and once it officially uh, goes underway. But on the right-hand side is the payout, the tentative uh, like payout calculations. And we're thinking currently if, um, so using the example of 5.7 million MI, uh, if, so the program is going to run potentially for around three months, uh, a quarter, so like 12 to 15 weeks. And if at the end of the period, the my borrowed from vaults number remains unchanged, so it's still at 5.7 million, then a KPI option would pay out essentially one my per uh, KPI option token. You can exchange it at the end of the uh, pilot period. Um, and if we, if we, uh, do better than that, if we 2x the initial starting amount, then it becomes 270 my. If we 3x that, you know, kind of more of a stretch goal, it becomes 739 my. And so you can see that the price increase, the reward payout for the KPI options increases over time if we are able to hit higher and higher vault numbers or a vault, uh, my mint vault collateral numbers. And one of the cool things about this is that the, or um, going, uh, sorry, sorry. Um, so one caveat here is, you know, this, the KPI metrics can obviously be gained just like anything else in crypto. And so we're, we're tentatively thinking right now to use a four or eight week moving average for my minted from vaults so that people can't easily game the system and you know like some whale can't doesn't just add in 10 million my collect all of the incentives the kpi options and then uh repays the debt and then moves on with their lives so that's how we are going to try to get around gaming the kpi metric we're also um if anyone can think about how to make that stronger we're definitely this is definitely an important part that we'll want to make sure that we got we have good running out of the gate um so moving on to the next slide uh the uh way we want to fund the kpi options uh there's a couple different a few different options here and the first source of revenue um oh and i moved to the next slide the third slide which is the funding proposal and sources so the first source is co comes from the anchor revenue um there is approximately 1.7 million anchor revenue that is retained in the treasury right now 
and the we're thinking the trial options should be about three hundred to five hundred thousand dollars of my that will need to run the pilot program. The second source is the vault, the repayment fee revenue from the vaults, and there is only about three hundred that about three hundred and thirty thousand dollars of repayment revenue there. So if we use the vault collateral, we can open up a my vault, uh, mint the my, and then use that to pay out the or use that to raise my for the KPI options. However, that won't give us enough to hit the 300 to 500k range. And so ultimately, it would have to be more of a option between splitting between the anchor revenue and the repayment fee revenue. Additionally, we could also utilize, you know, rewarding people in Chi as well as Mai if we want to go that route as well. So there's a flexibility here where we can reward in multiple tokens and it doesn't have to just be one token if, you know, different reasons come up and use cases come up. There's a lot of flexibility there. The third source of funding, and this is more of a long-term source of funding for consecutive KPI options rounds would be utilizing UMA's range token products, which are, in a nutshell, they are convertible bonds and they allow a treasury who is just starting out and doesn't want to sell, dump their governance token. It allows them to essentially raise my and create um, like convertible bonds for the governance token. And it's, it's a way to diversify the treasury. It's a way to also utilize the treasury funds without, without um, dumping the governance token, you know, just market selling it for the necessary money. And it, it provides also a lot of versatility here, but it is a more longer term implementation and it would not be implemented in the trial round for the KPI options uh, this time around. But it is something to kind of keep in mind for the future. And it is, all, it, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. But I'm really excited about that as a third option down the road. So going over to the fourth slide. So an overview of our proposal is, you know, borrowing 300 to 500K or using 300 to 500K from the treasury, either from or using a combination of the vault repayment fees and the anchor revenue, uh, the duration of the program to last about a quarter, so 12 to 15 weeks. And we're thinking the uh, KPI metric scaling target would be about 3x the current number of my in circulation from vaults we have uh, when we start the program. Um, if you guys think that 3x for kind of like the maximum goal is not high enough or is too high. I think that's also another point of discussion that we should have as a community to figure out what the right number would be, because I, I believe 3X would be about 17. It would still be less than 20 million my uh, to be able to successfully reach that 3X. Um, so I guess now 
Also, I would like to kind of switch over to the Dune dashboard that we have so that we can take a look at some extra statistics. And I apologize that we aren't able to share it on the community stage. It would have been great to have it in front of everybody and walk through it. Um, but I believe there is, so for those of you following the PowerPoint, there is a link to the Dune dashboard in the bottom left-hand area. Um, I believe if anybody uh, here, and I'll also link it into the chat as well. Yeah, just a quick one, Evan, uh, while you bring that up and while people sort of get that loaded in, I uh, just wanted to call out one or two quick points um, around maybe the questions as to, wait, who's going to get these KPI options, right? And uh, Oh, that's a good uh, I think point. A lot of people, yeah, yeah. So I think a lot of you would have seen that earlier on on the second slide, KPI option slide, uh, but you don't have to go back to that, no worries. You can keep looking at the even dashboard, playing around with that. You can just hear me out while I talk. Um, the aim here is for really it to be an, a really well-balanced effort to focus at rewarding within the DAO, but very much so also bringing in new people into the DAO because new user growth will be a much higher, like, likely a much higher impact in terms of my borrowed against pulse than purely depending on existing uh, DAO members, existing chimps um, to borrow maybe at a higher level to be able to hit that number, right? So we are much more likely to hit a 2x or a 3x or whatever is the final target we end up with if we are involving other communities outside um, as well. Um, so it, it would be a really uh, interesting balance. At this stage, we're not proposing that as part of the chip. I just wanted to make that part clear. Uh, the, the discussion very much is around going ahead with the KPA options proposal going ahead with the kind of funding that we're recommending, as well as the timeline and the sources. Um, and then we can, of course, have a discussion around um, the scaling target, like Evan mentioned. Um, and once we kind of have that, um, you know, locked and uh, if, if, if and when we have a positive vote on the chip for this, that will basically signal uh, an, a jumpstart for the entire DAO to start coming up with great programs that we can then organize into smaller task forces to push out. And we have a we have a good idea as to what those can be, and we'll definitely be giving recommendations, but it's very much up to the DAO how we want to take this and run. And that can be a following discussion um, that we have, of course. It's all, it's a, so I'd also like to point out or emphasize this point that it's a really cool synergy to see something like uh, using KPI options that pays out in my to incentivize the KPI metric borrowing my from vault collaterals. And we can essentially, you know, one option is to reward people with active vaults. And it's, it kind of creates this positive feedback loop where if we choose to extend the KPI options, this could potentially be a way to create nice, uh, incentives like we could potentially create sustainable sus incentives for uh, borrowing from vaults um, just indefinitely it's not even something that would just be you know like a three-month promotional period and then it's done it could turn into something more sustainable that could ultimately create enough revenue like you know if it if it brings in enough my minted from the vaults and if we're hitting our metrics then why not continue it going and continue using it to grow the KPI metrics? Um, and that's something that 
can all, all be tracked more in detail with uh, Dune Analytics dashboards in the future so that we can all be, you know, very transparent, very clear if we're meeting our target, how we're doing, uh, all that stuff. So um, hopefully people have gotten a chance to start looking at the Dune dashboard now and I'll start talking about it and uh, going over going over some comments about the Dune dashboard. And I see some um, chat or yeah, chat going on with the KPI options thread. Uh, just FYI, I can't multitask, so I'm going to. I, if there are questions in the uh, thread, please feel free to interrupt me so that uh, we can address them because I won't be able to monitor the KPI options thread. Yeah, no worries on that, Evan. Um, I'm supporting a little bit here, but we'll also have a proper Q and A at the end because after the Dune section, we're just sending. Oh, I see. I see. And yeah, yeah, no worries. Okay, go for All it. Right. Go for it. So yeah, looking at the looking at the Dune dashboard, the first uh, kind of like data that we can see is the total my in circulation from vaults uh, as a bar chart on the right hand side, and that essentially sums up all of the it's all of the my that is in circulation that comes from the vaults themselves. One caveat to note here is that currently the cam wrapped ETH vaults and the wrapped Bitcoin vaults are not showing up in the dashboard right now. There's a little error on uh, Dune's database side, which um, I've submitted some issues or submitted for uh, review and it should be taken care of. So those numbers will, you know, will pop back up later, later on, but for now they're not here. And I believe the numbers, um, so there is about a two point. So there's about an extra, oh, I didn't, Never mind. Never mind. Uh, basically, I, I believe the those two vaults alone would add on about a couple million dollars of total my in circulation from the vaults. They're definitely substantial, especially the cam wrapped ETH vault. I don't I don't know what happened to it, but it really just blew up, and it's unfortunate that we can't see it here. So just take that with a grain of salt that the my circulation and vault numbers here is going to change once the CAM wrapped ETH and the wrapped Bitcoin vault numbers start getting updated as well. Um, and then the there's also a breakdown bar chart of the my circulation from vaults by collateral type. And I would say the most interesting thing to see is that Matic used to be the highest, uh, Matic used to be the highest source of, the Matic vaults used to be the highest source of my circulation, and that has really changed. And wrapped ETH and CAM wrapped ETH have kind of overtaken the my and CAM wrapped Matic vaults in pumping out my from circ or adding additional my in circulation. And it'll be interesting to see the vault the my circulation from the vaults change as uh, I. I as people, you know, possibly start to try to take uh, arbitrage advantages of utilizing collateral from vaults that are not being used as much. Um, so some other numbers, uh, I calculated the four week average my circulation from vaults, and that's currently about 5.4 million my minus the uh, rapid 
or cam wrapped ETH and Bitcoin. Um, and that's kind of the number, that's the special KPI metric number that we're looking to use. And so, you know, one X of that, nothing changes, get paid out um, exponentially as like E to the zero, which is just one my per KPI option. And then two X, three X that, that's, those are kind of like the higher stretch goals that we're looking to reach. Um, and it, it'll be nice to, so that's the number, that's like the KPI metric that we're targeting uh, to keep in mind. And we'll, and if there are additional analytics that are important that to consider as well for the KPI options, then uh, it can also be, you know, depending on the request, we could also get it into the dashboard to keep track of as well. Hey, Evan, I'll just quickly chime in here, especially around why we chose um, an exponential curve, um, right? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, we're right at the launch of Vault Incentives. So great time to have like a booming session um, and come in. Uh, And we know that that's going to draw in a lot of traffic, or at least the aim, of course, is to draw in a lot of traffic, draw in a lot of users using the vaults. Um, And we're looking forward to see how that goes. So having an exponential curve means at the start, uh, we can sort of see how that plays out and, uh, you know, not just uh, sur- uh, surpass uh, the goals that we're looking at at this stage. So that's something that we can keep in mind when figuring out what is that end target. Uh, if we're really bullish, we want to do 5x as the upper end of it, we could do that. Uh, it just means that fewer KPI options get minted because the funding never changes. Just let's be clear about that. The funding that is being requested for this um, proposal is fixed at 300 to 500. So depending on what the upper limit payout is, that will just, uh, you know, uh, automatically reduce the number of options that are paid out. So whether it's, it changes from maybe as, as an example, you're giving out say 10 or, you know, uh, the options you're giving out the KPI options token as maybe you're giving it in batches of 10, if it's uh, a fairly, you know, 2x or 3x kind of target. Uh, but then if you start going to something like 5x or 10x, then you start want to be giving up maybe one KPI option or so on because the value again exponentially increases. So yeah, that's the reason why we did that. Um, another factor is the part of the gaming so that it really would have to be a sustained effort over a long period of time to be able to actually hit that upper target um, of, you know, whatever 3x or 5x that we pick. Um, so both that in combination with the four-week average or eight-week average, um, we feel is uh, two key components, but we're happy to get feedback on other ways to avoid gaming uh, the KPI options. Over to you, Evan. All right. Thanks for the good points, Raythers. Um, so the second, the other main part of the dashboard now is kind of focused around the My Vault statistics and the repayment fee revenue that we have accrued so far um, in the bottom half of the dashboard. So one note about how the retained repayment revenue number was calculated, the 337,000 US dollars on the left-hand side. Um, Basically, I took the vault repayment numbers in their native tokens, and then I multiplied it by the eight week moving average so that we could have a more, you know, a more solid number that isn't fluctuating as much. It's much stronger than using just like a weekly number or a current price number for our planning purposes. And so the 337,000 is 
uses the eight-week moving average. And so it'll be slightly different from the fundamentals review that gets released every week. Um, uh, the other, so, and regarding the repayment revenue, looking at the bar chart on the right-hand side, it's very clear that the majority of it has come from the Matic vaults historically, and it accounts for you know about I mean over ninety five percent of all of our repayment revenue. So we're thinking that uh, it w- if we use the repayment revenue uh, to fund the trial KPI options, um, it wouldn't really make sense to use it from the other. It would only make sense to use it from the Matic vaults using it from all of the other vaults would kind of be a lot of extra work for not a lot of money. And so we would, we would I probably ideally want to just use the $318,000 from the Matic vault. So, you know, put that at like a 300% collateral ratio. And I think you would get like a hundred to $125,000 from the Matic vault repayment revenue in the form of a uh, 0% loan. And then the rest could be used, uh, would come, would be pulled from the anchor revenue from the US, yeah, from the anchor revenue. Or just quickly chiming in, or also if we're split minting, we're doing 120, 125,000 of my, based on this uh, Matic vault that we create. The remainder could also be, uh, maybe at a lower funding if we choose, or the remainder could also be PKP, uh, Qi, backed KPI options, uh, where in that case, the call might be taken that uh, we keep chi backed KPI options within the DAO, and we look at my backed KPI options going out to, you know, um, other communities and so on. Just to just to keep in mind the aspect of dumping, uh, but again, that would be at the end of the whole pilot. So for at least three months, it's still locked. So we have the flexibility of uh, also doing split minting, uh, part my, part chi. Um, however, in that case, the chi would come from the treasury um, if we so choose. Otherwise, you know, um, we can we can have further discussions on that um, in the in the channel that we've created. Right? Uh, yeah. Over to you, Evan. Thanks, Raythers. Um, so the last points that I'll make about the dashboard is um, so one thing to note is that using my to send off bridge seems like a very interesting use case for my and something I think that has shown a lot of potential already in the short period of time. Uh, for example, I was using the, uh, if we look at the all bridge bridge um, and how much my has been going in and out of that, there is almost 20 million my that has gone through the all just gone off, off, off chain using all bridge and to put that in perspective, the current value of the MyVault collaterals is about 12.3 million with about 3.5 million additional dollars coming from the missing wrapped Bitcoin and cam wrapped ETH vaults. So that puts us about you know, a little less than $16 million in MyVault collaterals. And it's very interesting to see that the, um, the amount of my going off chain is bigger than the total the usd value of our vault collaterals um i believe that is all for the dashboard and then just a, just a question. 
Yeah, sure. Uh, Evan, um, just want to understand, uh, would these numbers around using Matic as the collateral, et cetera, would that change in any substantial way if we also have CAMWEP and CAM uh, BTC? Just wanted to, I mean, based on your, because you don't have, you don't have on the dashboard, but you've seen the numbers. So just want to quickly check before you move over to the next. What do you mean by change? Like in what way? Uh, no, because we've seen a lot of revenues coming from Matic, but we don't have uh, Cam Wet or Cam WBDC. Oh, um, on the there, are, there, there is a lot of my borrowed, but there is not, it doesn't look like there is substantial revenue accrued because the revenue only gets accrued once you repay the my. And so people have, you know, mostly just been taking out my loans, but they haven't really repaid anything back. So there wouldn't be revenue to use from those vaults in any substantial way. Okay. Yeah. I just want to point that out then just so that we kind of have a perspective on that. Definitely a lot of people bullish on it. Don't necessarily want to be paying back uh, when they can just keep holding as it grows. Cool. Uh, sounds like we're going to move back over to the deck now, uh, and we'll start with the graphs from, sorry, the awesome uh, graphs from Backfire. Evan, any other points before we move over? Nope, all good. Take it away, Backfire. Thanks. Can you guys hear me now? Yep, all good. All right. First, let's jump back. Um, let's just start on slide four before we jump into the uh, a couple more graphs and just take a pause. And I do just want to thank Evan and Raithers um, because this is a really complex topic, as I'm sure a lot of you are feeling. When I was learning this for the first time, um, it took a lot to wrap my head around it. So just a big thank you to Evan Raithers, the rest of the team that has worked on this KPI options uh, process. There is Google Docs and other things where they have gone back and forth to bring together this proposal. And I think this R proposal slide gives you a sense of what we're trying to do. Just in really simple terms, how I like finally understood it. KPI options are a synthetic token that changes based upon a set metric. This team is proposing that metric is my borrowed against vaults. We think that helps everyone in the community. These synthetic tokens would be distributed to the community partners, um, maybe as bounties for different things to help promote the protocol. And then the payouts for these synthetic tokens will range. So that's the coolest part. If we all work together, we all get more my borrowed from Cheetow. We all get paid, as Evan said, on an exponential basis. So that's just like a quick, like, explain like I'm five type uh, dive into this that that helped me. But let's move on to slide five uh, to show the Cheetow versus Polygon uh, TVL. And just some other stats that we'll take you through of why we think the the real reason why we are really proposing doing this is to try to boost all of these stats. So as you can see on the left, Cheetow's TVL has kind of stagnated and gone down a little bit, um, while Polygon's has has stayed relatively stable. Um, we have had a little bit of, of runs to other chains like Avalanche or Arbitrum, but Polygon has stayed fairly stable, but Cheetow has had a greater drop in, in difference. Um, so moving on to slide six, it says cheat out collateral in the top left. Um, these are two different, really interesting slides that, uh, that build upon Evan's Dune dashboard. And the left shows the collateral week over week TVL. So as you can see, our Matic collateral has been dropping since week 15, um, where our other collaterals have kind of stagnated and, uh, there's room to grow in a lot of them, especially in Ave. And we think, incentivized vaults are definitely going to help that, but we think a program like this could also help boost these different uh, metrics. We can help target communities that have lower collateral deposited and, you know, maybe use KPI options 
um, within those communities or within our own to spread the word because something like Ave, as you can see from this chart, is just all the way at the bottom. Where on the right here, this show, this table shows, um, what I think is really interesting, our percentage, Cheetah's percentage of these tokens based upon the TVL of Polygon. So of all the Matic on Polygon, we have 0.05%. A lot of room to grow there and in some of these other ones. But then shout out to the team for things like Link, where I think we've had like a really great breakthrough with that community. And having 3% of all the Link on Polygon and Cheetah is really cool. Same with 6% within Curve. Um, so I'm going to move through these last few ones pretty quick. I want to leave time for discussion and questions, but... My metrics, Evan kind of just talked about this, the, the my supply, but he really dove into the, the collateral based my, which is what we're really looking for. Unless the anchor, this shows both. But as you can see, um, we're at a net negative of week over week and just barely starting to peak to the positive. But if we can push those metrics up, good for everyone. Slide eight is really interesting just to show our competitive landscape. You know, USDC, as we all know, is the big player in the space. Um, Looking at some of these stats, Tether has dropped uh, across the last few weeks and now has a 21% market share. But DAI sitting at 20% is the one that I think we all know that we can target because my is, is very similar in the structure and, and the vault system has inspiration from Maker, but also that, you know, we're a Polygon native token. We have 6% of the, the stable coin uh, hold. And I think we can eat into that DAI share. Um, where they're still moving off that first mover advantage. But as DAI starts getting moved across to Arbitrum and other areas, I think we can use my to, to pick that up. And then the last slide, I won't spend too much time, but it's, it's an interesting one to dive into. There's a lot of accesses and, and stats, uh, but the bottom is a, uh, is a key for everyone. But the blue bars are the dollar amounts transferred. So as you can see, dies are pretty steady where my has spikes usually based upon uh, market activity uh, but our transfer count also is uh, a little different than than dies that is also kind of steady where ours goes up and down so if we can just increase these numbers to make our chart more look more like dies i think that's our goal as well but i'll wrap it up there and still leave about 20 minutes for questions uh, to the community so um i think that seeing the difference between die versus my kind of shows the potential for the room to grow for my and that um you know and the way that kpi options will kind of accomplish this is using the kpi metric to target more my minted from the collaterals and to also keep the numbers up higher for a longer period of time because at the end of the day we want the growth to be sustained and not just temporary any questions from anyone please raise your hand come up on the stage talk put them in the chat we want to hear what everyone thinks. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Uh, are you done? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for all the work that's gone into this. Like, it's a very, very impressive deck. And I, I like a lot of these numbers that, you know, we haven't really been tracking on the fundamentals. Um, kind of like the percentage of uh, on TVL. I really like those numbers. Because um, that, you know, allows us to, like, target communities more. Um. In terms of the, like, who is getting the KPI options, you know, one thing I think about is who has agency, who has the power to actually, like, influence these uh, metrics. Is it really, like, your average user, or is it more like institutions or uh, you know, protocols with more resources? I, I think it's the, the latter. 
but uh, I'd be interested to see, like, you know, who are we really targeting here? Yeah, so I'll uh, start off, and then, of course, folks can jump in. Um, I think what we are looking at here is uh, definitely, again, similar to how we said, there's a balance between within the DAO and outside, um, to having a balance when we're looking at outside. Um, it needs to be, again, a balance of um, a protocol level, partnership type, um, you know, incentivization. Um, and then at the same time, um, you know, audiences or, or sort of, uh, you know, future chimps or chimps to be um, that would be valuable to consider basis other metrics that we'll have to define. And so that's that's why that's a that's a very big conversation we've yet to unwrap and unpack. And we feel like we definitely need a lot more input from the entire DAO, um, you know, that's uh, engaging with us and that has yet to engage with us. But hopefully after this town hall, they will. And we really be able to wrap our heads around, you know, how far we can go with that balance, right? Being a protocol um, specific in terms of incentivization for the lives. One thought that did come to mind, and we have a we have a Google Doc that that goes into it in more detail. Uh, we just we just felt we just felt it wasn't, uh, you know, too helpful to have it in this proposal because we're not really talking about you know, how it how it will work, sorry, how it will go out at this stage. That does require a larger discussion. But one interesting thing we thought of was it really could be, as you said, right, uh, incentivizing partners, but with the expectation that the partners are then creating their own, uh, you know, contests or their own sort of community activities around distribution of those KPI options. So people are incentivized by the protocols themselves to come over, check out Cheetah, open up a vault, start borrowing, gain some incentives, right? So that 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 um, likelihood of you know the uh, collateral what we're having around Ghost, that sounds like a great partnership we could uh, try to target to boost it even further um, and have an even better showing when it comes to um, Ghost uh, collateral, you know, if it goes through on the chip and so on. But um, yeah, it's it's fair game at this stage, I would say, um, and and we need to be um, going in eyes open of what that balance could be like. And definitely, right, as David's saying in the chat, more partnerships um, and more opportunities for more chips to come in and use the vaults. So um, I think, Ben, another way to kind of rephrase your question about, like, who are we targeting and who gets the KPI options is more indirectly related to the question of what can you do with my, once you've minted it from, a vault so like yes you've minted it from a vault you're getting the nice borrowing incentives and now you have my in your wallet and what do you do with it and i think the the most the most lucrative option right now is to mint my and then to send it off bridge to take advantage of the farm the stablecoin farming incentives on the other networks right now i think this is the direction that we're going in and especially with the farming incentives on other chains compared to the farming incentives on the Polygon chain, I think it's a pretty no-brainer that people will want to move their Mai off-chain to chase after the highest collateral. And so with that said, I think the most important people we should be targeting right now are those bridges to other blockchains and to spread, to make Mai, you know, really create those bridges to make Mai a multi-chain stablecoin with polygon vaults as kind of like the home base okay yeah i mean i like the idea of um giving kpi options to kind of cross-chain partners i think it'd be interesting to also give it to maybe the dexes 
that are giving incentives. For example, Saber, um, Peter Joe, Spooky Soon, uh, and you know whoever else is incentives. We're not we're not helping them out with that. Uh, like they're just giving them out um, free, basically. So perhaps giving um, it to them as well. I, I would also mention that we've been talking to some strategic partners um, in the space. I'm sure you guys saw Ryan Hoover was in our last uh, AMA, and you know that's no accident. Uh, that's somebody that we're talking to uh, about possibly partnering. Um, and you know those are people that p- potentially could use um, API options. But I think. They would be more interested, I guess, in Chi, buying Chi, but like we don't want to just give them. Qi. I think that it's something like using the model that you guys are doing, where you know you're following the my borrowed would be interesting. Uh, uh, like a long prelude, but my my question is, um, we want this to be profitable. Like if we give them X amount of money, reaching X amount of deal, um. Do we want it to be like whatever the TVL of my or whatever the bar of my times 0.5% month that we give to them? That's like a feeling. Or are we okay with it not being profitable? Sorry, uh, you're cutting out a bit there, I think, Ben. Can you just repeat that question again? At least for me. Yes. So for when you're giving out these rewards, whether it's my or chi, do we want it to be equal to or less than um, you know, unrealized revenue that we could get from my being borrowed, like the my borrowed times twenty five percent. Oh, I see. Yeah, so the payout should definitely. That's a good point, Ben. The, so the payout should definitely be, you know, upper bounded by the total amount of borrowing revenue that we can actually get from the from the vault and, uh from from that portion of the revenue streams. Yeah. And I think that's an, a fairly straightforward calculation and I can take a look into it and get back to you with more specifics. Yeah. I and I'll just kind of, sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah. I was just saying that, uh, and also to touch on the point um, you had earlier around um, you know, maybe using Chi or, um, you know, looking at it from a partnership point of view, there's also a question in the chat about um, how is this being, how, how would this pr- promote sustained growth? Um, after that period, um, you know, uh, after the uh, pilot period, what would happen then and how would we be able to support the KPI payouts? So the way we're looking at it, I think uh, what Evan touched on earlier is that we're really excited by the range token option as a way to have more consistent, um, you know, funding of my. Um, that's a, a fairly, that's a, that's, a, that's a slightly larger topic. So I won't get into the details of how it would actually work. But the intent very much there is to look at quote unquote emitting chi through the range token with a future sort of expiry within the range, um, you know, that is predefined. And uh, that is uh, sold uh, likely to the DAO and to chi stakers first for my as a way to then fund further KPI option cycles. So the intent is to at the end of the pilot, not just be like, great, that, you know, we either hit the metric or we got close to it and, you know, we're done, we're going to move on. The intent is that based on the learnings we'll see across maybe three, um, you know, sort of, um, I guess, mini epochs within that larger pilot, 
uh, we'd have an adoption phase, we'd have sort of like, you know, um, uh, a utility analysis phase, and then we'd have a sort of a, a, a wrap up where we figure out, okay, now what do we want to do next? We would like to propose then by that time, hopefully having range tokens or some other, right? options are open, doesn't have to be range tokens, but some other way of then keeping this cycle going um, and have an actual, um, so you have a additional set of rollover KPA option cycles. So uh, the period could change, the metric could change, um, and then the holders of the first pilot can actually be like, hey, um, my payout is likely to be X right now, but if I just swap for the new KPI option and things are looking steady, things are looking good, my payout could be higher, um, right? And then that, again, continues a likelihood of, you know, further uh, advocacy and growth for them wanting to get more people um, on board as well to then, again, grow the uh, utility of our balls, grow the my board from our balls. So that's so- kind of like how it could play out. But um, definitely that needs to be looked into more. It's just something we're starting tinkering with and we need a separate whole task force for that. So I think we might actually, um, from what Ben said earlier, it really started getting my wheels spinning about if we can make the KPI, if we can design the KPI metric target and the payout to be profitable such that, you know, we spend, let's say like $500,000 on the KPI options and that will create, you know, Let's say that creates $700,000 of repayment fee revenue that we can use. Then this could potentially become a sustain. I have to, you know, work with the numbers and just make sure everything works out. But it, we could see this being a kind of like a positive loop where the KPI options can actually pay for themselves in terms of how much value it brings to the protocol based on the KPI metrics and versus the payout. And so in this sense, it would, you know, we would be able to continually release these KPI options. And the idea is kind of to have some sort of mechanism in place so that once the first round of KPI options ends, it'll, it should be more profitable. We think it should be more lucrative to hold on and roll over the current KPI options as opposed to cashing them out. So like, you know, instead of cashing out your KPI options uh, at the end of the trial period, you roll them over. And so you have a higher potential to make more um, at the end of the second round. So you're kind of like stacking bonuses with the KPI options. I think that's very cool. And uh, Kila did mention something here that uh, for partners like Dexas, I guess it would make sense to keep it profitable, perhaps for other strategic partners, um, perhaps like funds. Uh, we don't necessarily have to keep it um, profitable because maybe they can do things for us that then would, like for example, like marketing or maybe getting us into uh, centralized exchanges. Uh, and if they can make it so that we don't have to spend money in other things and through that, like indirectly still profitable. Yeah. Like, for example, if we would be spending X amount of dollars on marketing, um, and this does a lot of what we were hoping to do there, um, yeah. in our eyes, yeah, it's okay. It's not yeah, you could definitely look at um, having, again, additional um, siloed you know, KPI options minted very specifically for those metrics as well. Like, you want to measure performance from a partner that they, they've achieved a target or not, it could even be permanent. You've helped, or you you know you helped achieve that milestone, or you've not. 
then uh, that basically becomes uh, the, the option rather, the KP option token expires is worthless and the money gets brought back in the treasury. So it's a way of saying, hey, we have good faith that's going to happen. But if it doesn't pan out, then, you know, that's no harm to the treasury as well, um, because it's it's kind of like that good faith on both sides that we're going to actually achieve that goal together. So can definitely look at having additional uh, siloed, um, you know, KPA options getting minted for different metrics. And depending on what the different funding amounts are, uh, you know, separate chips for each of those. Um, very much this pilot will help us understand how effective it is for different partners, different audiences, um, how effective is it around, you know, the metrics specifically on my board and so on. So a lot of opportunity for us to really get in, uh, start running the pilot and really figure it out versus um, us maybe uh, also just holding back and, and not really exploring it and, and then being unsure as to what would happen. So our, our hope and our aim is that this proposal that we brought up on the town hall today has given everyone the comfort um, at least the, sorry, the base understanding uh, in that uh, they can be comfortable with running with the pilot and see how that works out um, at the same time working uh, in conjunction with the task force to figure out all these awesome programs we can put out there uh, for the different audiences we want to target. Yeah, I have a question about Chi. So like if we were to do Chi for like some strategic partners then they reach the KPI option and they want to cash out, is there a way to like automatically vest it after that? They're not so um, I want to kind of zoom out a little bit here. And instead of using KPI options for this, uh, considering using range tokens for kind of the like tre- the partner to partner, like these partners are like biz- business partners. So it's like business to business. And I think this is where range tokens come more into relevancy as opposed to the KPI options. Like certainly we could create some sort of framework to, you know, and, you know, flesh out the details and then use it with partners. But I think that um, without going into too much detail, the range tokens would actually be much more suited to these kinds of, um, I guess, like deals between treasuries. Yeah, yeah, I would uh, counter on that. And we can have uh, definitely have more conversations on that. We just want to kind of give a peek behind what that could look like um, and how we could also use them as a funding source for the KPI options program. But at the same time, like even with the other point, we could look at having um, other, um, you know, range token programs running in in separate uh, for that as well. And then that doesn't necessarily have to be metric based. It's just that when you have a metric, it's better to be looking at KPI options when you're having, you know, um, another uh, approach around uh, raising funds, et cetera. And a few other points, range tokens definitely work better. Cool. cool. I mean, you guys have brought up a lot of good ideas here. I think... um... Maybe we should target some. Oh, we lost. Um, you know, there there are many different people we could target and do things with. I think perhaps we should choose. I don't know the dexes or the bridges or something. Say let's let's have like a small test of um, what these KPI options could be for um, like some partnerships and kind of testing it out like in a small setting, and we can have a QIP for that. What do you guys think? Yeah, sounds interesting. But as Evan said, we could even do both, like do KPI options for metrics and then do range tokens for like another aspect. So I think definitely we can have a task force founder. Sorry, go ahead, Evan. I think Ben is referring to using the tri- uh, using the trial KPI options and focusing it on the partners, uh, the trial KPI options, not like in the future. So like, I believe it would be like the immediate chip vote for it. 
I do need oh, okay. to read more on the the range token though. Um, yeah, well, uh, I yeah. well you definitely Sorry. want to have like that's definitely like an interesting thing, and it'll def it'll definitely definitely be back uh, later in the year. Um, for the most part, though, the KPI options, I I think it's a good idea to target the partners and. So by that, would you are you are you saying that like a hundred percent of it would go towards various partners, or maybe like a fifty fifty split between people in Chidao and then the partners, and then also for simplicity's sake, would you would the partners prefer Chi or Mai as the payout? And also, I guess the same question would apply to if we give it to the people in the Qidao community as well? Um, I think we could have some for users, but I just think that, you know, like your average user doesn't really have the power as much to move like entire communities as opposed to like a protocol. Um, so if we could like weigh it to, I don't know, 70, 30, something like that. Um, and like, I would even have like the DEXs buy them. Like I wouldn't necessarily just give them away. Um, but I mean, we can give them away if they're profitable. If they're not profitable, then we can make up the difference by having them pay them. For example, having Quick Swap almost like a token swap. Quick Swap give us Quick, we give them this KPI option. Right. And then it's probably they'll want my or they'll want some Chi. Users probably are more comfortable with Chi because yeah. I mean, they're the ones that um, is more less risk averse, and then as well, like they, they believe more in the project as opposed to a protocol. By like that they don't necessarily want to be holding another project's coins that would that would be really cool to see because we would immediately get an additional treasury diversification with that quick swap example but so we would essentially be getting quick on the books and on a more official capacity with this swap then right or we could get d quick and promise yeah. to stake it or that yeah that too and then now it becomes another cash flow generation asset too like I think that that's kind of like, I mean, I, I don't want to derail the ideas here, but I think that would be a cool like pilot test. I I totally uh, we had not considered that, but I pers I I definitely like that idea a lot. Let's see if we can convince them. Sorry, I was going to say I think we're seeing some uh, comments in the chat generally around at least a few. Um, and of course, we'll see more discussion in the channel afterwards around uh, the the interest of split minting. Um, and I think when Backfire commented um, as an option, chief for users, partners, as an as another thought, I think yeah, definitely warrants some more discussion. Um, and I, I think the main uh, the main hope that we're driving at here is that uh, we don't necessarily um, we don't necessarily uh, push this out in a way that we can't. Uh, test it out and see how it works. Um, I think end of the day, this is this 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 chip is aimed at very specifically. Do we want to go ahead uh, with the KPI options? Uh, do we want to uh, what kind? What is the source that we're looking at right now? Um, and uh, you know, the the period already would be defined. And and I, I think three uh, the twelve to fifteen weeks, and we'll we'll fix it on a specific week number when, when we will discuss the chip and we, when we push that out as well. Um, but yeah, the aim is to sort of get that uh, first lock and to us or go ahead and work on um, in the in the chat. We can definitely work on you know 
do we really want to go the split mint route because that's valuable for different reasons so that it gives us the flexibility of how we use it once we go ahead and, and do the KFT option mint. At the same time, the, you know, we could also choose to do, um, you know, uh, as per the proposal, um, purely my, and then uh, as it starts going out, we realize there's value in doing chi as well. We can just spin up another uh, KP option because anyways, when it, when, when you're minting the tokens, if you're using two different tokens, it, it is two different, uh, you know, KPI option, KPI option contracts. So it doesn't matter when you do which. Uh, we don't necessarily have to tie um, doing a split mint together. We can even start off with the my one and then add in the chi one or start off with the chi one and add in the my one. Um, yeah, I think that's what we probably want to lock down so that we can kick off the pilot. Um, yeah, that, that's just my uh, thoughts on this. Um, so this is what we'll do, I guess, Kila and I. We'll go and approach some people, um, QuickSwap, maybe Saber, maybe even Polygon, and say, buy some KPIs from us <laughs> at a, like a discount. And then yeah, like, let's do some kind of like a partnership where the KPI is like borrowed my. I think we can maybe send them to do something like that. We'll, we'll see what the appetite is. Yeah, I'm curious what the how they will use the KPI options to for incentivization as a DEX. I think it's a good idea, but I don't really see how they would use it. Yeah, how they would use it. It would just for, help. For them, it needs to be profitable. Like what if they're buying KPIs from us and then they're making more money? That, that that that's I guess a way that I think we would want to do it. So I guess like and a DEX makes more money based on the volume go of my going through. So I guess like then the KPI metric could even would even shift towards more of like my volume at a specific DEX as opposed to my minted from collateral. I think also like um, the KPI option itself. Like let's say you buy. KPI option for X amount of money. If you reach the KPI and then you get a payout, if that payout is higher than what you bought it for, then that within itself can be the investment. Um, yeah, and, and then for example, quick like I mean, they've got they've got votes of their they will have votes of their own. So yeah, <laughs> the community votes for it. The community votes for it. So it's it's an incentive for them as well because they have, could just incentivize their own. You yeah, know, like they don't have to get a bunch of link in there. They could just get a bunch of quick. The one thing about incentivizing DEXs is it might just encourage people to farm more and not deposit in collateral, which is what I think Evan was getting at, which still could be good and, you know, drive my usage and that kind of stuff. But it just might not hit the KPI metric that we identified of getting more awareness, getting more people knowing, hey, I can take my Aave, I can take my Curve, I can put it into Cheetow and borrow against it, where if we give incentives to Quick, Saber, People will just buy my on the marketplace and go farm, right? Or buy cheap, whatever, whatever pool that they're going to incentivize more to drive more volume. It just might not hit our metric, but still be good for the protocol. So that's why I agree with Raithers, like a split where there's more like corporately targeted uh, protocol incentives, but then more like community based things that I think uh, was referenced a little bit. Like, are there ways that we could work with? balancer or ghost or uh, an avagachi to do things within their community to get the word out or curve even which which doesn't have a lot of awareness around uh around cheeto i would add that like we're not giving we wouldn't be giving the kpi options to like lp people like it would be actually like like the quick protocol mm-hmm. 
right? But they would probably like use that as incentive to further push their LPs, right? Like they would try to incentivize some more pairs more to drive those options Mm up. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so you'd say like the way that Quicksort would probably go about it is by increasing my. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're looking at. Uh, I think this does warrant a discussion where we look at having maybe more than one, um, you know, approach. Uh, I think for now the pilot approach that as as Backfire was saying is is targeted at that broader reach because uh, when we looked at also like the number of vaults and that's in our earlier deck, um, they, they are not. Like we don't have a very large, and I think even the uh, even the even the graphs that Backpipe put up in terms of the percentage we actually have in our vaults versus the overall Polygon TVL is on the lower side, and the expectation with the pilot is that there's more opportunity for more people to utilize uh, the vaults, and that becomes you know a, a likely cycle in itself, and then possibly separately in addition to that we can look at these. Um, you know, targeted KPI options uh, minted for specific metrics for different, um, you know, partners, whether they are bridges, I think that's a great point from Evan, whether they are DEXs. Um, and then in that case, does it make more sense to consider range tokens? And so we can have that additional discussion around that, wherein there's less of a gamification that can be done or sorry, game gaming the system that can be done uh, to drive that price on the other side. So, uh, yeah, definitely some great discussions that we should be having. Uh, one more thing, I, I think we should also, if we're giving people, like users, KPI options, people in this community should get a bunch of KPI options. So if you guys have KPI options, then, um, you know, it's this, the incentives are aligned. Yes, be, yes, so this yeah. is uh, the first line on our, sorry, yeah, I was just saying oh, that the um, first line on, sorry, go ahead, Evan. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, I, I agree that the incentives are more in line towards the community uh, by giving the KPI options towards them. And also um, another thought is instead of DEXs, target the uh, vaults, you know, the different uh, protocols that already have tokens at our vaults or potentially the new collaterals that we're looking to onboard uh, like ghost as mm-hmm. kind of like a promotional thing. And so they bring pro they bring collateral to our vaults and we kind of give them KPI options. And then if they bring enough collateral mm-hmm. to our vaults, then we should theoretically be able to make it profitable so that the repayment fees should pay off for the KPI options. Like that. That's yeah. very good. Enough. I think we should have chain link god or the link marines and exactly. And it's also cool to see that we have such a big shareholdership or like you know token share of curve and link communities. And you know, it's a it's a kind of a question. Do we want to focus on them because they you know they, they seem to be willing to invest into collateral the vaults more, or should we try to focus on the vaults that don't have as much locked up and, you know, try to spread awareness and bring more collateral from them into the, my vaults. Yeah, exactly. Just building on that. Like, I think the idea with the Avagachi team of them potentially incentivizing our vaults with another token, right? I think the friends token is what um, is used to buy raffle tickets, but that could be what they're doing. So what if we go to other communities, like I've been saying, offer KPI options and say like, Hey, could like, would this help you incentivize our vaults? And then if someone like curve 
rewards curve vaults with curve tokens like as an end user i would be so thrilled to like be farming on curve get curve token deposit in cheetow then i earn you know incentivized chi lending right now and then also on top of that curve's going to add in curve token that i can just continue depositing into our vaults like it'll just train people how to use the protocol yeah, yeah, I like that. That's way stronger than Texas, I think. Yeah, we can definitely approach these people and be like, hey, are, are you all down for something like this? I think we have a good relationship with all the lateral. I mean, if, I'm not sure we can give Vitalik uh, <laughs> KPI actions, but uh, maybe we can work something out with Quick or just, um, cool. Bal- yeah, balance. Well, of course, if the community, we, we're, we're completely. Uh, <laughs> But, okay, cool. Let's do that. And then we can talk more about the other people. Yeah, we definitely want inputs from the DAOs, um, from the, oops, sorry, from, from the chimps over here as well. Um, because once we kind of figure out the overall kind of game plan, we put that into the chip. Uh, then we need to figure out how to be micro, you know, uh, manage that in terms of how it goes and who wants to like. There's a really great great idea from Evan around education, right? By doing stuff in the, um, uh, you know, in, in the communities, looking at translations, looking at uh, the unofficial guide, and a bunch of things uh, beyond that as well, like around having bounties uh, being paid out in KPI options. Again, all of that would need to be uh, vetted, and that's where we would need like the DAO to come in and be like form these small little task forces around each of those activities um, to really, yeah. uh, you know, drive those home. Okay, so let's um, let's do this. So this week, um, we'll go up to these people, the, the partners, and we'll see what uh, what's the appetite for it. And then in the meantime, if we can prepare, like, what the numbers would be so that it's profitable, and um, we can approach them with, like, this is our kind of... Uh, Position to y'all. Yeah. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I was just saying, so is that like oh we should go ahead with this chip, which is like, do we want KPI options? Yes, no, with this source of funding in the meantime, and then also start talking about um how does it get used for these different uh partners and, and, and the DAO members and so on, uh, as that in parallel, right? Because that's what we what would be ideal. Uh they don't necessarily have to wait for each other. Uh, we can do that, but we should. I would uh, precise that the KPIs that we launch. I mean, you can give yourself some kind of room here, right? But I would say uh, they have to be profitable in some respect. Yeah, I think we have to. You know, just uh, as I can, as soon as I can, um, you know, probably like this weekend, I'll make sure. I should like. I f- I'm not sure, but I'm pre- I'm feeling confident that I'm. I'll be able to come up with, you know, a profitable, you know, work on the idea and make them profitable and get the numbers out. And then we can kind of like go from there. Yeah. And, you know, I really see this becoming kind of like a committee. So it's like a yeah. more formal. Um, and we can talk about that um, as we start like seeing what other people want to do. Yeah, definitely. We definitely want more people from the DAO. So more chimps, please. Uh, folks who are on the town hall, folks who are listening in on the recording and the podcast, drop by the Cheetah, hit us up, Raiders, Evan, Sisu Speed, Backfire Capital, Nacho, all of us. And we will, you know, work out. We'll see how we can get going with this um, awesome task force. Um, yeah, and if you have other things you 
like if there are chimps listening in and there are other things that you might want to do start a different committee um you can of course create a proposal and ask for a grant yep great point thanks for that i think we have a uh, permit up on stage you have a question um, yeah hey guys um so the 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 question kind of is around uh the order of, of operations here is it that we're going to vote on the um uh, on the chip first and then we're going to go do all of the research or we're going to be doing all the research seeing what is the outreach like the actual punching power that we have to deploy this in the uh with the partners and then we'll do the the chip proposal ba- based on um on 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 the results that came out of that uh, of that partner outreach, like what how how are we going to do this? It's a great question. Uh, from my side, I think that's something that we should all be discussing in the channel. Um, I don't have like I'm not going to say we should do one way or the other. I, I'd love for all the chimps in the DAO to give their thoughts on that. Um, you know, it, it could work either way. I think, um, and it just comes down to you know what we feel as a DAO works out for us. And will help us, uh, you know, achieve um, our goal of experimenting with KPI options. Uh, once again, the pilot is very much a way of testing how does it work. At the end of the day, if we don't hit the metric, all that means is that it pays out at a much lower value, and we get that funds back. It is not a sunken, uh, you know, uh, cost on that front. So even so if it even- pays out at one my, we get back maybe around, you know, two hundred thousand or something like that, and then we can look at how to rework for the next one. So it's not, right, it's I, not I, necessary. It has to be. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no. I, the the only reason why I'm asking this is is out of the concern that we go out and do like you know we we go through like a, a you know chip proposal. We get everybody involved. There's a bunch of excitement on it, and then it ends up dying. Um, uh, you know, because there is not enough. Uh, interest. There's not enough volume that we can do with KPIs. There's not enough, uh, you know, interest or implementation from from all the partners. Like this presumes that th- there's a, there's a lot of assumptions that we're making here along the way um, for it to be like a significant, you know, feature or or something that the community will will be um, will be interested uh, uh, to use around this. Like there's there's a lot of moving parts on this. So. I think, I think it's a little bit more betting is what I guess. If, if we show that the KPI options are can be profitable, like regardless of whether we hit the metrics or not, and so then the question becomes, is it profitable or is it more profitable as opposed to is it profitable or is it not profitable? If it's the prior one, profitable or more profitable, I think that is kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy and who wouldn't want to do something that is profitable and it would become an, a very easy sell. And I think things would really blow up. Um, I, I agree with you. I, I, yeah, I agree with you. Yes, but but if, that, we can, if we show that, if we show the numbers, then I think the numbers can speak for themselves. And then it's just a matter of bringing awareness to this like great opportunity, basically. That's wouldn't we always it. have as part of the awareness, wouldn't we have to also compare it with like, I mean, there's always, uh, um, uh, you know, a paradox of choice here. It's not like we're going to do this in addition to everything else that we do as investors. Um, like we have to make a choice. Are we going to go with option A or option B? And we're always going to be competing with the many different options that, uh, that, uh, you know, that, that the partners need to offer their users that we ourselves need to offer our users. Like it, it is not like, you know, a net addition to the ecosystem. It is like a, a, in in this case, I think there's a little bit of a zero sum game where 
you know, like we're moving, um, you know, the, the, the revenue comes out of not making revenue out of some other, um, uh, um, you know, uh, incentivized, uh, uh, product, right? So we're, we're, we're in a way like asking investors and asking, uh, um, other partners to make a choice and, and that choice needs to be proven not only profitable, but more profitable than the other choices that are available right now. So I that think is, that that is where the, right? Yeah. And I agree. And, um, I think, um, once we look at, once we work out the profitability numbers, like that's definitely the most important thing before even being able to start answering and considering any of your other questions, because, you know, like if it works out where we can show that it is more profitable than those other options, then we have a very, very easy, easy sell or like just very straightforward road ahead of us, the more profitable we can show that is. And I I do agree that right now we do not, we're not completely answering that question and some more, uh, I guess like research and work needs to be done to flesh out those details. Hey guys, um, I think, I think we've reached a good point here. Um, you know what we need to do next? Uh, we will talk to partners. Y'all will besides more the numbers. Uh, and then once we have something concrete, we can put it out, I think, for a proposal. But I, I do want to be mindful of everyone's time. Uh, not everyone's a 24-7 chip like Kila over here. So <laughs> um, I, th- I think this is a good point for, I guess, this town hall. I don't know if you all agree. Thanks so much, everyone, for the questions. Thanks, Bermin, for coming. Thanks, Evan Backfire, for uh, you know being up here and helping lead this. Uh, of course, Ben, Keela, for everything you guys have been doing, all the inputs and guidance, and we're looking forward to, you know, coming back with those numbers, having those discussions, definitely looking for all the chimps on the call, as well as listening in to drop by the Using KPI Options channel and give us your input, give us your feedback. Uh, we want to hear more. We want to figure out together um, how this will be healthy for us, how it will be profitable for us. And again, thanks to our magic man, Nacho, for helping put this together and running the show with us. Yeah, I missed anyone really else. You, you did it all yourselves. So I didn't want to uh, steal this spotlight here because you, you've been working on this so much. And uh, I will second that on everyone check the, the channel and give your feedback and keep talking about this because there is definitely a lot of to talk about this. And once we have the numbers, then we can come up with something more specific. But... Yeah, totally. Second on bands and writers and everyone's thoughts about this. Yeah, really appreciate all the work that y'all put in. It's really, really fantastic. I'm jazzed to start talking to uh, the partners. My jazz hands going. <laughs> and and the Uma folks, right? We can we can talk more with them about um, some thoughts from their side as well as um, you know on the range token part, uh, just so that we have the options ahead of us. Um, that, that that we can proceed with that's you know relevant for the different uh, partners and audiences that we're looking at. So yeah, excited. Awesome. Perfect guys. Thank you. Thank you everyone. Thanks everyone. Thanks everyone. Cheers.